It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Today we're talking about magical romantic comedies. I'm Candace, and with me are my co-hosts, Bree. Hello. And Arzu. Hi. So we aren't talking about the romance fantasy genre like Stardust and The Princess Bride. We're talking about like the straight up rom-coms that just like have magic in it. And it's just weird when you think about it, right? Like it's we not have that weird. <laughs> I don't know. No. It's like very acceptable that like it's our world, really, like, but like a little bit of magic exists. Well, it's like that exaggerated surrealism, right? Like it's magical it realism. does Yeah. Yeah, magical it's a whole genre and it's it in itself. Magical um Magical realism. Yeah. And it is kind of bizarre because it does take you out of it a bit, especially if you're not expecting the movie to involve magic. I don't think any of the movies that were that we were thinking about for today, like, don't advertise the fact that there is magic in them. And they're all pretty open about that. Well, I don't know, because I, I think, okay, Simply Irresistible. I don't remember watching a trailer for that movie. Okay, I just see, remember... I did. Because I okay. saw it on TV. So I sort of knew what to expect before. See, I, okay, don't, I don't remember. Let's talk about Simply Irresistible. Okay, so the Magic Crab like, Movie. Magic Crab Movie is what yeah, yes. we have in the notes. <laughs> and so this is like 1999. And this is like this time period where we start seeing a lot more of these, at least in the mainstream. In the 80s, there were a bunch of them too. And I bet there were some before. But like we are millennials and these are the movies that we remember like simply irresistible is sarah michelle geller is a mediocre chef after her mother's death she's having trouble cooking at her family's restaurant um she gets a magical crab as you do as you do and afterwards her dishes start you know being delicious and she attracts like all these new customers including uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's character, who is about to open his own restaurant, and the magical crab helps them fall in love. Like you do, like the magical crabs do. He's so cute, too. He'll just be on the side corner and he'll just be like, clippy, clap, clap, clap with his little pinchers. And then, like, magic happens after he pinches his pinchers. It's weird, but like, cute. I don't know. He also, at the end, is in a little tux for the little restaurant opening. Hat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who did that? Did she do that? They never explained. Little tux. Well, she definitely did that for him. I don't think he, they like... don't need to explain. It's fine. He has his little magic. tux. It's magic, yeah. He decided to dress fancy for Wanted the Wanted to look good. Yeah. Okay, so there's also, like, we can go through these interpretations of these kinds of movies and be like, maybe the magic crab was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> or, like, you know, maybe it's all in her head and she had to, like, it's a mental hurdle she had to surpass. But why She also it... thinks, like, her mother's earrings are the thing bringing her luck. But why do we need a logical explanation for it? It's romance, like... It's a rom-com. We suspend our disbelief a little bit. Like, the fact that in every rom-com, magical or otherwise, there's two very good-looking people 
living in this city who just can't seem to get a date. Like that to me feels way more unrealistic than the magic crab. <laughs> but, so all romance well, comedies have an element of fantasy to them. All romantic but, comedies like require us to suspend our disbelief. I in, think in they are way. fantasy. Like, because they always end on a happy ending. And how often is life like that? And just like, are these, they're both good looking. Like, how hard is it genre. really for them to find dates? Like, the, also, the contract you make with your audience as a romance writer, as in a romance film, like, the contract you make with your audience is, you know it's going to end well. But how will it end well? Like, how is it going to get there? That's the, and I'm not talking like romance drama. I'm talking like, rom-com romance drama is anybody's game it could end it either way but it's like it's like people saying well romance novels all end happy so what's the point they're all the same but they're not because it's how do you get there what happens to the characters along the way the happy ending is such a small part of it if that was the only thing you were there for then obviously you're not going to enjoy it do you know what i mean i mean i'm never there for the happy ending i'm always like let's make what's what's different but they always are i don't know there's very few rom-coms I actually truly enjoy, but I did love the Magic Crab one, Simply Irresistible. It was it's up classic. there. It is a classic. <laughs> if I we thought go... I made this movie up until I started talking to the two of you because I saw it when I was like so young on TV yeah. and nobody ever talked about this movie. And then suddenly you're like the Magic Crab. I'm like, oh my God. Well, I think I, I thought it because Sarah Michelle Gellar was in yeah, it. And same. I was obsessed with her. That's the only reason why I watched it. And then I was like, I like this movie. Yeah, I had it on VHS and now I have it on DVD. Okay, so if we go chronologically, um, the next one is ugh, What Women Want with Mel Gibson. Oh, God. I never saw this one. Okay, so this one, he's a chauvinist. <laughs> Shot. <laughs> he's an advertising exec, I believe in New York or some big city again. And he gets, like, shocked, I believe, and he can suddenly hear what women are thinking. And he realizes, okay. like, women are people. <laughs> but I like the premise of this movie because imagine if men could think, could hear what we were thinking. I mean, okay, not all the time. Not all the time. But if they could have some idea of what it's like to live in our heads in the world that they created. <laughs> I they did like that, that movie. That was a movie. They did that That's recently. Well, I know, but they did a they did a uh, a female gets this, and then she can hear the men. They do yeah, that. Yeah, it's them. what men want. Yeah, yeah, but Charlie was talking yeah. about men hearing what women are thinking, but like so selectively, selectively. So you mean like talking? No, like, like we we deserve <laughs> to have our private thoughts stay private. But I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm sure, like so many of us know this, like the seventeen things you have to remind yourself before you leave the house for your yeah. own personal preservation that men never have to think of oh things like them knowing that and what women want but those types of things and so, sorry i got like, confused what women want <laughs> i want to be like, able to go for want. a run at night right <laughs> like, you know what right. i mean yeah that probably would have actually been the better updated movie yeah Okay, so have either of you seen Kate and Leopold from 2001? Yes. yes. <laughs> Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. And it depresses me. It depresses you? Why does it depress you? Um, because it stresses me out that she left her present day life behind to go live in the past. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the whole premise is there's this time portal 
and Leopold, a duke, comes through it to modern the modern world, and he falls in love with Meg Ryan's character, who is a 21st century kind of woman who is trying to succeed in the corporate world, you know, like you do. Yeah. Yeah, and then she, yeah, she gives it all up, and she goes... I I like Leopold. I think he's like, you know, man written by a woman personified, (laughs) but at the same time, the fact that I get that her corporate job sucks, but the fact that she's giving up things like, I don't know, all modern amenities and the right to vote for Hugh Jackman's pretty eyes, like, that stresses me out. Also, in the original cut of this, I was doing research about the movie, the scientist who discovers the portal was actually, in the movie too, is her ex-boyfriend. Oh, I remember this. (laughs) But, But in the original cut, he is also the descendant of Hugh Jackman's character. So it wasn't until they showed this movie to critics that critics were like, that means the scientist guy was dating his great great grandmother for like two years. Yeah, that's a little weird. That's, I'm glad they took that out. I don't understand how nobody saw this. I think they thought it's like a descendant of his with somebody else. But then when she goes back in time, you close that time loop. Right. So then that becomes the only option. So he had to inevitably have been her descendant. But I don't think they just I just don't think they thought it through. Like nobody making this movie was like, oh, at the end, if she marries Hugh Jackman's character, that means. Yeah. Probably not great for a rom-com to have incest involved. Surprise incest, too. (laughs) Surprise Surprise unknown incest. I think that's a, a trope on TV tropes. <laughs> Surprise incest. Yeah, I was looking Love at the Kate and Leopold <laughs> trope page, and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember much about the movie, to be quite honest. I remember seeing it. It didn't stick with me like the crab. Well, it is a crab. True. So next we have, uh, I think, one of our favorites. Um, 13 going on 30. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Gardner. And Mark Ruffalo. It's there is time travel. There's glitter. It's magical. She is a 13 year old and wishes she was 30, 30. flirty, and thriving or something like that. 30, flirty, and thriving. Yeah, yeah, that's it. (laughs) She was bullied a whole Mm -hmm. lot. And that's why she wished she was like already grown up because, you know, kids are making her life miserable. I totally understand wanting to be past all that, but as somebody who turned 30 flirty and thriving in the middle of a pandemic, um, I want a refund. Oh my God. Imagine if she woke up as a 30 year old in the middle of a pandemic and she realizes maybe she doesn't have it that bad. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's if I had done me. the thing is, I was 13 when this movie came out. So if I had done this, oh my god, then I would have woken up in the middle of a pandemic. Okay, we need to write this movie. <laughs> I'm trying to warn everybody, nobody listening. Oh well, you could become like a top scientist to try and find the the cure before before we get there. Like, yeah. trust me, guys. Just trust me. This, or this you... vaccine. Look into this one. Yeah. Or you get like committed. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a modern-day Cassandra. Like, nobody's listening to me. Yeah. Or at least, you know, invest in some stock. 
don't know. That's so unethical. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what would someone do with that information? Well, probably that one to get rich. Like, let's be honest. Oh my, I would have just lived it up until 2019, more so than, than I think yeah. I do. Mm. Every time I was like, oh, I'm not going to go out, I would have gone out. Yeah. And like, oh, I'll go next year. No, I would have gone then. No, exactly. I would have yeah. made that lightsaber at Galaxy's Edge like I was supposed to at the beginning of 2020. Oof. Y'all, I have a lot of regrets. <laughs> so many those, regrets. It's one of those about not making a lightsaber at Savi's workshop in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, my goodness. I, okay, I know you guys might hate me. I'm not sure I really like the movie. Why? I mean, it wasn't bad, but... Just not a fan? I don't know. Like, maybe I need to watch it again, you know? Maybe it's it's time to rewatch 13 going on 30. I mean, she learns her lesson. But again, this could all just be in her head and magic's not real kind of thing. Imagining everything? Yeah. Let the magic be real, Candace. Let it be real. The glitter is real. Aria. Yeah, maybe she just cried herself to sleep and then that was a dream. But the thing is, she wakes up two minutes later like right where right where she left off mm, true okay wasn't mark ruffalo in this movie yeah yes, he's yeah. um matt her, yeah her, the one time i will uh accept the childhood friends deliverers. the only time not the only time but it's not my favorite trope but okay get in this oh this reminds me that in the ghost of girlfriend's past a 2009 romantic comedy which is like a Christmas Carol, but with Matthew McConaughey and all his ex-girlfriends, Jennifer Gardner's in there, and the same actress who plays young Jennifer Gardner in Thirteen Going on Thirty plays a younger version of her. Oh, a wow. few years later, she really looks like her, Krista B. Allen, and actually, she, she, yeah, she um, dressed up as, uh, as Jenna, and because she just turned thirty this past year. And yeah, the girl looks so much like Jennifer Gardner. It's crazy. So next one. Oh, another Mark Ruffalo one. Just like heaven. I've never seen this or heard of this movie. Really? I just want to give a little premise of it since Brie has not seen it. Maybe if I tell you this, it might like jog your memory. So Mark Ruffalo plays David, a recently widowed architect. Architect, of course, rom-com. And he moves into a new apartment and it's haunted by Elizabeth, played by Reese Witherspoon. So Elizabeth is convinced she isn't really dead. He um, recruits a psychic to try to like figure out Elizabeth's identity. And the two of them slowly fall in love. So, okay. The movie, spoilers, the movie winds up with her just having been in a coma. And she wakes up and the memory gets jogged and they get together. This is based on a French novel, which if I'm remembering correctly, that doesn't happen. And she just kind of fades away. It doesn't end well. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they kind of get that closure. And then she just. So in the book, into she's the a ghost. Yes, I think so. I haven't read the book since, like, right around the time the movie came out. So I don't remember. Because, oh, wait, hold on. Candace, you said she wakes up from a... How is her spirit astral projecting Magic. to the house? Magic! 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 Uh, uh, Don't question it. 
Not the movie. Okay. I, whoo, all right. That one's asking a lot out of me, though. How is that asking more than the crab? I don't think the crab is believable to me. I don't know. Because you probably, because you saw it and you watched it and you enjoyed it. If you enjoy something, it's easier to accept those kind of things, right? Okay. No, I get like astro projecting is a thing, right? But how is her body? Is she in a coma in a hospital? Yes. How far is the hospital from the house? I don't think distance matters. It's her. He moved into her apartment, if that helps. She's haunting her apartment. Her own apartment. She's astro projecting in her apartment. Yeah. And (laughs) I get the ghost more than I get astro projecting from a hospital to your apartment. I don't know. If that helps. A little. And then she unghosts and comes back to life. <laughs> Do you guys like this movie? It's all right. Yeah, it wasn't oh, my favorite. You it's both not- know that it's not that premise is weird. It's not the premise that bothers me. It's just execution. Yeah, it's just it's execution of it. But I was on a Mark Ruffalo kick after thirteen going on thirty, so I was like, uh, yes. I feel like I might have liked it better. Like I like Mark Ruffalo. I like Reese Witherspoon, but I think maybe with a different cast, I would have liked it better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next one on the list is Just My Luck that came out in 2006. Uh, Lindsay Lohan plays the luckiest woman in the world. And at a costume party, she kisses the least lucky man in the world, Chris Pine, and all of a sudden their luck gets switched. He can't be that unlucky. He looks like Chris Pine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, luck is real and... Somebody just happens to be super lucky and so how do they get together? Because I also haven't seen this movie. I don't know. They kiss at a costume party and then she's trying to find him because she figured out like that's I don't know how she figured it out. And she wants her luck back. Exactly. I mean he doesn't want to get give up his luck because he's been like unlucky his entire life. And their paths just keep overlapping. Yeah. Do, does eventually, does their luck balance out once they're together? I don't remember. Me either. Let me look it up. I haven't seen this since it first came out. Same. Sorry for all the questions. I just. You have questions. <laughs> I have questions. Yeah. Okay. So he's using his luck to actually help people. And she's like, oh, maybe, you know, you should keep it then. And he points out that she experienced good things even with bad luck. And he says he's willing to experience bad luck again if they're together. They kiss, switching their good and bad luck back and forth. Oh, one of their friends arrives and they both kiss her on the cheek at the same time. And then their friend wins a $25 lottery ticket. And they both don't have luck anymore. Interesting. Gotta live life like normal people. So basically, the luck is really them finding one another. And now they can pass that on to someone else. Maybe. Maybe. I I have no idea. Did you guys like this movie when you saw it? No, I saw it once and didn't watch it again. Yeah, I think I saw it when it was like on ABC Family or something. All right, that makes that checks out. I didn't like, (laughs) I wasn't 100% like paying attention to it. I will admit. I do remember she dropped her contact and kitty litter and she had to use it and that freaked me out forever. And I will not forget that. What? She had bad luck. Yeah, but that's just stupid. 
Did she yeah. at least wash it before she used it? No. I think so, but still. Oh, God. That okay. is a little disturbing. So there are, we got two more, and they both came out in 2010. So we have 17 again, which is like an opposite, 13 going on 30. So Matt Perry turns into Zac Efron, which is magic within itself. <laughs> Matthew Perry. I actually so, really like this movie. I'm not going to lie. It's because, like, like Arzu says, like matters the cast and everything like that. And I feel like the whole cast is very charming. I, I just remember seeing it in theaters and he was making this impassioned plea at the end to his wife or whatever. And I'm actually crying and I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Clearly, I was in tears by the end. So clearly something resonated with me. I really like this movie. Yeah. So uh, Mike O'Donnell was a high school basketball star with a bright future, but he threw it all away. I don't think he threw it all away wikipedia summaries he got a girl pregnant and he decided to do like the right thing and marry her here's what and i don't understand about their summary child. when it says almost 20 years later but their kid's still in high school yeah like that doesn't make any later i guess like they mean like they're just rounding up i guess 18 almost yeah almost 18 so, years like yeah so really that's another thing is like, okay, so if it's only like the kid is like 17, I think. I think the kid is supposed to be 17. So that's the whole thing. He's like, he's 17 like his son or his daughter. His daughter oh, yeah, is the older yeah. one. Yeah. So then he's only 34. That's the biggest stretch of the imagination in this movie is that the cut, like Matthew Perry, and I can't remember the name of the woman who plays his wife, uh, Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann. That Matthew Perry and Leslie Mann are supposed to be 34 years old. Also, Zac Efron is 34 right now. Yeah. He looks exactly the same, practically. He didn't turn into Matthew Perry? He didn't turn into Matthew Perry. Okay, we're going to have to tweet that. <laughs> it was it was a good movie, I have to say. Like, I feel like, because it's kind of like that Freaky Friday trope. Yeah, oh, that's another one. But I wouldn't really consider Freaky Friday really a rom-com. Well, th- she gets the guy at the end, the daughter. I'd consider it a rom-com. Yeah. And it's also like big. Also, people changing. Although that one is creepy. Which one? If you rewatch it, big. But big's not a rom-com. No. No. But it is creepy. creepy. Yeah. Like, that's so. Watching big and I'm just, I feel so bad for the parents. So back to 17 again. Yeah. This one is another like 13 going on 30, like. I think classic. Classic, yes. Can we call yes, it classic? I'd agree. But yeah, he just miraculously transformed into a teenager. I don't think they ever well, explain how. They well, it, it was had to do kind of with that janitor, right? Like Yeah, there's always like a magical being around that's yeah, sort like of, of influencing like, these things. It's usually yeah. like a magical, magical old man or something. And that's what the janitor was, the magical old man. I think and, the thing is, it's not like, it's not a straight up fantasy. We don't have to explain how the magic system works. It's just, it's magic. Just roll with it. You know, I saw, I saw one of these recently. I think I mentioned it to you guys. I said, if you want a rom-com with magic, watch Long Story Short on Netflix. It's an Australian movie. It's really, the acting's really good. It's kind of like magic with a time loop, kind of like Groundhog's Day-esque. Which I guess is also a magical rom-com. 
if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. So long story short, it's modern. I think it came out. It came out in 2001. Yeah, 2001. It's really recent and new. And I mean, 2021. 2021. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2021. Really new. And, you know, the guy needs to learn a lesson. And this old lady, because you're right, it's always like an older figure comes up to him and she senses something about him. And it's like a tin can. I'm not going to give things away, but it's like a tin can starts the magic. <laughs> and it's like a time loop situation. But honestly, the acting was so good. It really did. I disbanded my disbelief. Well, there you go. So that's the key to suspending your disbelief is to making the rest of it good enough. Yeah. But I would recommend it. It's really good. Yeah. Definitely will put that on the list. Okay. So another, our last one I have on this list in this like 10 year period is When in Rome from 2010 also. It stars uh, Kristen Bell. She is an ambitious New Yorker. Of, of course. course. Of course. Of course. Um, she travels to Rome. I believe it's for a wedding. And she plucks one of the magic coins out of the fountain, which I guess it's a magic coin. And the coin all of a sudden starts attracting all these men. And where are like in- do I get a coin? <laughs> <laughs> well, in Rome. In Rome, yeah. Damn it. Okay, I'll be in Rome if anybody needs me. Go to, like, the Trevi Fountain, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Just start Just... pulling coins out of the Trevi Fountain. <laughs> Which one of you is magic? <laughs> so, yeah, she's just pretty much, like, started getting stalked by men, which, you know, every woman's dream, right? Yeah. Oof. <sighs> is it good? Is it a good movie? I saw it once. Mm. I like that they show Rome. I really like Rome. <laughs> <laughs> noticing a, a pattern here what rome that the crab movie is the best one <laughs> that's the <laughs> the takeaway no takeaway from that but yeah so it's it's fine it's a rom-com your basic rom-com oh she falls in love with uh one of these guys um and she's not sure if it's true love or if it's the coin and she's scared to throw back the coin because what if it's oh. not real? Yeah. So would you consider these movies fantasy? Have elements of fantasy, we could well, say. In that magic is a fantasy too. element, sure. But I think like with like I said, like with every rom com, with or without magic, you're suspending your disbelief anyway. And it's not like anybody's a magic wielder. It's just like a little bit of everyday magic, which you know, it might sound corny, but it's nice to think that everyday magic is like a thing, like a real thing. And it's just a little more firmly manifested in these. That's all. I just yeah. can't get over that these magical things happen and nobody's like, we need to tell a reporter. We need to find scientists. We need because to get to the that bottom. that ruins of the entire premise of the movie. The movie is not let's make a quick buck off selling our story to Inside Edition. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of feel like with rom-coms in general that rom-coms are somewhat of a fantasy. You know, like you can argue that a meet-cute is kind of fantastical in a way, you know? Like the the concept of a meet-cute 
it's kind of like you're living out a fantasy, you know? What's oh, but that's a fantasy. That's not like fantasy fantasy. What's that movie with yeah, I know. I was just um, saying like Kate Beckinsale and Oh god. Serendipity. Thank John Cusack, yeah. Yeah. That's just a bunch of meat cutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like a, a a fantasy in itself though. So I'm saying it's like not like magic, technically, but a fantasy is like, oh, I wish this would happen to me, right? And sometimes I wish I was in a lot of fantasy genre where I was like, I wish this would happen to me. So technically, I think rom-coms have that same illicit feeling of, ooh, I wish this was me type of situation, right? That's well, why sure, people but watch that's just them. wanting to that's just wanting to live vicariously because they present such a nice straightforward yeah Yeah. like they do show like a nice straightforward quote-unquote fantasy but i don't think that makes the movies like fantasy in any way that other movies aren't do you know what i mean i don't think it's well i wouldn't want to live in three billboards but i I get what you mean i know i'm kidding (laughs) okay on that note yeah, so what's your favorite romantic comedy with magic in it? You can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the geeky waffle everywhere else. Arzu, they can find you at? You can find me at Arzu Amin on Twitter and writing at thegeekywaffle.com. Okay, and Brie, where can people find you? At well, Brie Azune. We'll write it below because I can't, I'm not going to spend time spelling that out. <laughs> Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Candace is a Geek. We hope you all stay geeky.